Hello and welcome to Nathan Lott's Apple Thoughts. This is Nathan Lott and this is episode number seven. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about notes and note taking. What I like about all of these apps I'm going to talk about today is that they work on macOS and iOS, both iPad and iPhone. And the syncing is pretty much almost instantaneous, which is always really handy. Now, some devices may have some advantages over others, as we'll get to. For example, iPad has the Apple Pencil. But otherwise, they work pretty much all the same across all of the devices. So let's start with Apple Notes. This is free. I like that you can have folders and subfolders and go all the way down as far as folders go. One of the newer features is that you can pin notes to the top. So if you have notes that are particularly important or ones that you want to see all the time, you can pin those. For example, some of my pin notes include application info, so when I'm applying for jobs, some cocktails that I may want to make, or things that I need to do or want to do. So those are all pinned to the top, while then the rest of the notes are added chronologically. In iPad OS, there is a brand new feature called Scribble, which I showed off for a CatMac meeting and really never used again. It's something that I really don't use a whole lot, but basically it lets you use the Apple Pencil to write in notes and then it automatically gets changed to type text. So it's a handwriting recognition. It works most of the time pretty well. There are some glitches and my handwriting is generally pretty messy. And most of the time it can pick it up, but sometimes it just can't read my horrible handwriting. Another thing you can do in iOS is markup. So you can do some annotations, circling and all of that. You can also, with Scribble, you have the ability to draw an approximation of a shape, like a freehand circle, and then it will make it a perfect circle or a perfect triangle or square or whatever shape you want. Now, there's no drawing ability in the Mac Notes app, but you can see those when they are synced over. You just can't really do it on the Mac. On the Mac, you have your text, your check checklists, and your tables that you can do. You can also add media from photos or scan documents. And you can use your iPhone to create a sketch and have it go straight into Apple Notes. So that's one cool thing that if you have are in an all-Apple ecosystem, they all kind of work together. So there's an option in Mac Notes that says Add Sketch, and then that automatically opens up Notes on the iPhone into the, into the drawing mode under Notes. So once you're done in you click done in on the iPhone, that sketch automatically gets transferred over onto the Mac. And of course there is collaboration, which I've never really tried 
and all of the share features in Apple Notes. One of the nice things for me, though, is the ability to have a lot of different folders. And Notes has gotten so much better over the years than where it used to be with the skeuomorphic felt tip marker design. Notes has, is one of those apps that has really improved a lot. The next one I'm going to talk about is Drafts. Drafts is a very powerful app, although you wouldn't know it from looking at it. I don't use half of its capabilities. It's very action-oriented. That means it also works great with shortcuts. But it has a lot of built-in actions as well. What I've been using it a lot lately, and I've been using it more on the Mac, is that it's a nice, clean writing interface. There's not a lot of toolbars or anything obscuring your view. It's just all-white writing interface. And it's available on the Mac, iPad, iPhone, and even Apple Watch for dictation purposes. What Drafts is sold as is it's supposed to be good as a starting point for text. So you type in your text and then you can send it to other apps. And all of those actions help you send those, send that text to different apps and services. One of the things I was experimenting last week was using drafts to send a Twitter thread or as they call it, a tweet storm. I ran into some difficulty that you just can't send a paragraph and have it automatically divided into 248 character segments. You have to manually break off those paragraphs. And then sometimes it would see two paragraphs together and think that you had more than 248 characters. So I kind of had to fix that by backspacing, putting the the sections together and then removing them again. And then it worked. And then there's an action in the action folder to create a treat storm. And it sends it straight to Twitter. And my paragraph ended up being about six different tweets. There are many groups, action groups. So do everything from Markdown, which is a language that I still haven't quite learned, although Drafts makes it really easy to get into Markdown, apparently, because it has all of the different headers and emphasis and bold and lists and links and things like that. But what I've been using Drafts a lot for is writing my speeches for Toastmasters. And I just like that it's a great, like I said, white interface for, for text that's very clean. The next one I want to talk about is Notability. Notability lets you either handwrite or type notes. And what's good about the handwriting stuff is that it has automatic palm detection and also a left-handed mode, which I'm left-handed, so that it will prevent any stray marks or holding down uh, Left-handers generally have their palm down on or the side of their palm down while they're writing on a piece of paper or on the iPad. There are different types of paper. So there's lined paper, college ruled, 
and graph different styles of graph paper. And then there are some different colors like sepia and dark mode and things like that. It's supposed to have a really good recording feature, although I've never used it. Apparently during lectures, you can start a recording and when you're typing notes, you can go to that section in the notes and it will automatically go to that section in the recording so that you can hear the lecture from where you were in the notes to get the context. Also, it has access to photos, camera, document scanning, GIFs, and a lot more. So a lot of multimedia access as well. The next one is GoodNotes. GoodNotes is mainly for handwritten notes, although you can create text boxes and type with it. But where GoodNotes shines the most is on the iPad with a stylus or Apple Pencil. One of the cool features in GoodNotes is that there's a zoom mode for writing. So this big box shows up and you can start writing in that box and it shows up small in your actual notes so that you can fit more on a page. You can, when you're in the lined paper mode, so like Notability has all the different styles of, of paper. So college ruled, lined paper, graph paper, and all that kind of thing. You can fit more when you're in that zoom mode. One of the, has a lot more different types of paper styles though. And it even has musical, the manuscript staff paper as well. Again, it's not as useful on the Mac unless you have something like AstroPad or somewhere where you can write, handwrite on an iPad and automatically show up on the Mac. But at that point, you might as well just use the iPad. And probably not as useful to write on the iPhone as well, unless you have a stylus that will work there. Also, one of the very cool features of GoodNotes is its special type of optical character recognition, where you can search for something that you've handwritten and it will actually find it within a typed or a handwritten note. So it does have a type of OCR built in. Finally, what I want to talk about is Omni Outliner. This is what I use for my speeches and for this podcast. Omni Outliner is just a basic outline. So it's a bulleted list, and then you can tab and indent those lists. And every time you tab or indent, it has like one of those down arrows. So you can collapse the indentations and just see your, your basic outline, or you can see the full outline of all of your indentations. I said that I use this for speeches. I start with writing everything out in drafts, exactly what I want to say. And then I take the, the points, the highlights, and put them into Omni Outliner, which helps me to memorize the speeches. It also really helps doing this podcast, having 
the the main points down that I want to talk about. My app of the week for this week is Mac Updater. I love this app. It has a collection of all of the apps that are on your Mac. And as you know, and that's why I'm doing this podcast, I'm an app fanatic. I have a lot of apps. And it will go through and find all of the non-Mac store apps and see which ones need to be updated. And it puts a number up in your menu bar of those that need to be updated. In the newest version, you can select all and then have them all download at once, which is really handy. But for finding updates on Mac apps, it's a fantastic application. I really like it a lot. As always, you can see these apps of the week in video form, and I'll try to have that later this week. If you want to comment, you can go to nlat.me and leave a comment, or you can email me, nathanlott at icloud.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.